Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your one-stop shop for raising kids in this tech-heavy world. We bring on professionals and experts to give you all the tools you need to help your kids become fire-breathing warriors that have the strength to break out of the mold society has put them in. At the end of the day, we're all here for one reason, to help save some kids. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your host, Nate Webb, live in studio, Salt Lake City area, and I have one of my all-time favorite people here with us today, representing a very important cause. Shane Bell is uh, the founder of Staywear, a clothing brand focused on suicide awareness. And after some very personal experiences with suicide um, and throughout his life, Shane started Staywear to try and advocate and change the conversation around suicide awareness and mental health in general and i am so thankful for everything he does welcome welcome to the show man hey thank you thank you hey i think this happened last time too you called me bell it's, it's ball. ball but you know what it's okay it's okay you know what you're you're, you're, you're mr Bye. bell you're mr bell now okay that's a street <laughs> name okay yep yep it's mr bell yeah i'll be mr. mr bell man i'll be mr bell to you forever if that's it is sure. shane ball everybody shane <laughs> ball Okay. Uh, how you doing, man? Long time no see. I'm good, man. It's been a really busy year. Uh, we've been just trying to grow the business in regards to promoting mental health awareness through apparel. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've been actually, it's been a tough year, um, especially with just how the economy is and oh, things yeah. like that. And not only for the economy, like, especially for other people who are struggling. Like, I know a lot of people have either been let go of jobs or yeah. you know, find jobs or just you know, like we're just getting through this post-COVID era. So mm-hmm. it's it's really tough on just everyone in general. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of a lot of struggles that like kid-wise, grown up wise, just humanity-wise. It's it's been, I feel like as we, we're getting into the the months of no sun and it is starting to show. Um, yeah. <laughs> um but um, so for those of you who don't know, I, I run another podcast back in the day called Teaching Kindness. I still do like once a month over there. Shane was on the podcast. Was it like two years ago or last year? Um, I think it was last year. Yeah, and 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 we and he came in and we talked. And um, but for those who don't know, tell us a little bit about your story. How you got in this space? Like, what's the story behind Stayware? Why? How did y'all get started? Yeah. So um, ever since I was a little kid, I always wanted to start a clothing brand um, and always thought, you know, one day this will be really cool. I had no idea how to do it or what to do or, you know, the steps to start a business. Um, I grew up in a small town in Idaho, grew up on a farm, actually. So we're in and, Idaho, uh, Rexburg, but it was oh, like BYU. I do. Yeah. So it was on the outskirts. <laughs> it was in a town called Salem. So okay, okay. other people know that. Um, and Growing up there, um, so I grew up and my mom is from the Philippines, so she's like Filipino-Chinese. And so it made me like a mix, like Filipino-Chinese-American because my dad's American. And so I kind of felt out of place most of my life growing up because there wasn't many other Asians or other ethnicities. It was just a bunch of, you know, white people around me. And so I kind of felt um, left out a lot or just misunderstood a lot. And so growing up, I kind of felt alone. I also have 
10 half siblings. Whoa. Which is crazy. Whoa. That's all, big even for like Utah standards, man. I know, right? But they're all older than me. So like the next oldest one is like five years older, five or six years older than me. But none of them lived with me. And so growing up, I was just kind of alone and kind of doing my own thing. And so growing up, you know, like it was hard um, for me. But one of the things that kind of got me through a lot of stuff was like music and friends. Mm-hmm. And as I continue to progress and get older, um, I started to understand more of just mental health in general. Right. And in 2014 was um, well, actually backtrack. So in 2012, I finished serving like an LDS or yeah, finished serving an LDS mission at the end of 2012. Right. And I started dating uh, a girl long distance and she was pregnant. <sighs> I know. Crazy, crazy. Where in the Philippines did you serve? Um, I served uh, in Ilo Ilo for a year. I got sick, got reassigned to Oakland, San Francisco, and then I met her in Oakland, San Francisco. That's so, so dope, dude. She was so actually many- a missionary. I know, I know they say lock your heart and stuff like that, but I did lock my heart. I actually only knew that she was a police <laughs> officer in England. And then after that, um, like after the mission, I was like, oh man, she's really cool. I should like reach out to her. Your wife was a police officer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, That's so dope. Anyway, yeah. sorry, keep going. Keep hey, going. spoiler alert, spoiler alert. There's good things that happen after this. But, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You meet this cute girl. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, I yep. meet this cute girl. We started dating long distance for a very long time. And then I actually went and flew out to her and I proposed to her in Wales of all places on this top of the mountain. And it was actually on the 4th of July. So it was kind of like a funny, humorous you joke. You proposed that- to a British woman on the 4th of July my goodness this is the yeah. best thing ever and she's it, a cop oh my she, gosh yeah it was it was pretty funny because i was like oh that's great i was like you know you guys lost united states on the fourth of july and now you're losing your independence you know just <laughs> a joke just a joke you know? we're equal partners in our marriage but um so we still kept dating long distance we ended up dating long distance for a very long time and the hard thing was is in 2014 she actually broke off our engagement and oh. that was pretty hard. I actually went to visit her and things just weren't working out. She's like, you know what? It's time for you to just go home. And so I went home and mind you, it wasn't just her. There was things that I was struggling with like personally in my life. And, um, and with that, uh, you know, I, I spiraled down. I actually had ankle surgery I needed to do. It was the end of like college semester. So mm-hmm. I was attending BYU at the time. And then I ended up, going back home to Rexburg to have the surgery. And so I was just sitting pretty much home alone again by myself. And I was just like, you know what? Life sucks. Um, There's nothing like else for me to do. It wasn't like a suicidal moment, but it was just a really down and like depressing moment in my life. I said, you know what? I have nothing else to lose. I should just start my clothing brand that I've always wanted. So while I was dating her, I would burn her CDs, which is so funny because people don't understand what burning CDs are. Right, right. (laughs) We would put songs on a CD, guys, from, from, we would eat most of the time illegally, get it onto our computer from the interwebs and then put it on a CD. It it was, it was, it was a newer version of making a mixtape. Yeah. In all fairness, I did buy all the songs that I did put on her thing. I would burn her CDs and on those songs, a lot of the songs had the word stay because I wanted her to stay because we, you know, we were dating long distance and I would see her like, you know, for a few weeks to a month out of every year that we were dating during that time between 
2013 and 2015. Uh-huh. And so it was just a rough point. Like I said, after she broke off that engagement, then I was like, you know what? I'm going to start this brand and I'm going to call it stay. Cause I want her to stay in my life. Uh-huh. And as I started the brand, you know, eventually the good things happened. She, she decided to give me another try. She actually flew over and stayed in, in, in Utah with me for, three months. Well, she has, she has a niece here in Utah. Mm -hmm. She stayed with her niece for three months. And so we dated for three months in person and then we proposed and I proposed again. And then we eventually got married, you know, the following year. So this is all ending in 2015. So while she is here, I'm actually running the clothing brand. I'm going to college in the accounting program at BYU and I'm dating her. And so I was honestly not getting much sleep. I still remember shipping out a few orders because the biz- the brand was small at the time. We'd uh-huh. ship- I was shipping out orders out of my college apartment at like two or three in the morning. And oh, it was just crazy. Nice. Yeah, just because like all the boxes of the apparel was just literally in my closet. And so it was like stuffed. So at this point, it wasn't centered around, centered around suicide awareness. So when we first started, it was starting about having a positive image for skaters because I grew up, you know, in the skater world, snowboard world. Uh-huh. And I wanted to have a cleaner image for skaters because a lot of people think they're right. good. Druggies. Yeah, druggies. Yeah. And, you know, there's just a lot of stigma with the term skater. Uh-huh. And as we started the brand, like literally two or three months in, people started recognizing the word stay and relating it to even deeper things. And I was like, whoa, like I totally get where this is coming from because you know Mm -hmm. growing up i used to listen to those emo songs you know i used to listen to bands you know going to warp tour and things like that and so i could totally relate with the vibe and feeling of you know sharing your emotions and being vulnerable and real and so for us sharing about suicide prevention was you know like a Mm no-brainer and so we started and growing up my mom, you know, coming from the Philippines, she would always want to give back. So whenever you get those like letters or emails that say like, Hey, would you donate to this cause? Without a doubt, my mom just like gives just them. Did. Yeah. And oh she, she keeps on saying, you know, the idea of karma where, you know, by doing good, you get good in return. And so she really believes in that. And so growing up, I always had the mindset of giving. And so I always wanted to give back with the brand. I love that. So, connecting and finding, you know, that message of suicide prevention, and then just mental health in general, as we've come to terms and understanding more people are more open to talk about mental health. Um, and, if, you know, which eventually by talking about mental health, you know, our, our goal in mind is to be able to stop people from eventually, you know, leading up so far with bad mental health that they want to take their lives. That's you awesome. Know, want to reach out for help. And, you know, and being more proactive instead of, you know, reactive, if that makes sense. Right. No, that totally makes sense. And I love the, I love the logo too, initially, um, you know, the word stay and then the A is it, that triangle, but that's also, if I, if I remember right, uh, is it Sigma? Um, Delta. Delta. And, but Delta, that, that's the, that's the sign for, for change, right? Correct. Correct. Right. Because so we, we're trying. Yeah, go, 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 go. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, so we, we don't want just people to just stay themselves, you know, or stay in the bad position that they're in. We want people to grow. We want people to evolve. We want people to change yeah. into a better version of themselves because everybody go through hard times in their life, but mm-hmm. they shouldn't be defined by their hard times, their struggles. You know, right. like everybody wants to find happiness and joy. And, you know, each of us have to find our own pathway to that. Mm-hmm. And helping share those, you know, struggles and challenges that we have faced and ways that we've been able to overcome them 
we can not only be able to remove the stigma of, you know, just mental health illnesses, mental health challenges, and be able to encourage people to recognize that this is a moment in time that you're dealing with this struggle, but you can overcome it. You can, you know, there's ways to be able to live your life through this. Right. And it also, I mean, it evokes a, a discussion sometimes when people see me wearing the shirts that I got, um, they're like, stay, what's the triangle? I'm like, well, you know, we're trying to change the conversation around mental health. We're trying yeah. to change, you know, around, around the conversation on suicide because it's very stigmatized um, conversation. I mean, it's, it's definitely become a topic of more discussion as of late over the last few years. Um, all of, I feel like all of us now have been affected by it in some way, shape or form. Uh, one of my families here in town, they lost their son to suicide last year. Um, he's an 11 year old kid. His name was Drake and his death shook the world. There was a do it for Drake movement. Um, and then in the news, I just see articles popping up all the time that yet another kid has attempted suicide. And so it's become a topic of, of more discussion um, throughout your advocacy work. What have you noticed within that discussion, the change within that discussion, has the discussion been changing as the years have been going along? Because you guys have been doing this for like seven years now. Yep. Yep. We're actually going on our eighth year. Um, One of the things that I would say that I personally noticed with it is there have been so much stigma involved around just mental health and just suicide and talking about it and just misinformation in general. Mm, I remember back in 2014, when we first started, you know, pushing suicide prevention awareness that um, I remember parents coming at me and DMing me and saying, you shouldn't be doing this. You're going to put, you know, bad thoughts in my kid's head and you're going to make it. So they're going to start thinking these things. And I'm like, whoa, like what is going on? And back in the day, like I was still new to understanding mental health in general, like, cause my background, I graduated in accounting. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know a lot of psychology or mental health. And so right. the more that I've progressed with the brand, the more I've understood um, all the, just the misinformation. And if somebody isn't in this field, they're going to have that misinformation like I had. And so it's just helping people understand that talking about these things isn't going to all of a sudden spark this, you know, this idea in their mind, but helping them recognize that they can talk about hard things with whoever they're talking about it with. So it's really important to have that like parent to kid relationship talking about the hard things because, you know, nobody wants to talk about the hard awkward things you know the birds and the bees nobody wants to talk about you know right right he's talking about sex by the way guys (laughs) right and so for us we we think it's such an important thing to be able to start those conversations and so some people are really you know they they want to ask how can we start and for us we're like well you can rep what our message and movement is about you can you know show people to stay and just kind of what you mentioned by wearing it it's such a powerful tool to be able to spark a conversation because people will ask, what does that mean? What is that about? And people just opening up and being raw and real with whether it's friends, neighbors, family, or even just strangers on the street, right? Um, just being able to connect with others and be able to be honest and real, I think just changes the dynamic of just humanity and be able to destigmatize just this heavily weighted um conversation. Yeah, 100%. I mean, as a school counselor, we have this thing called QPR. Um, It's called question, persuade, refer. And it's a training that, you know, educators can go through and they bring it to the community sometimes to talk about suicide awareness. And probably the biggest bit of misinformation out there is that, like you said, talking about suicide 
will make people think and of suicide and give them the idea to die by suicide. But the data actually shows that the younger that you talk about suicide with the young people, explaining to them what it is, how they can recognize what it is, the some warning signs, all those things, the less likely they are to actually die by suicide or make a suicide attempt because they've known about it earlier on. Their first experience with it isn't when they're down, dark, and depressed. Their first experience with it is in an educational setting. And so talking more about it will actually save more lives, but a lot of people are just so scared of it. There's so much fear behind that topic and it doesn't need to be scary. It can be totally, totally educational. It doesn't need to be something like, oh my gosh, we talked about suicide. I don't like, it's, it's, it's something that needs to be talked about because your kids are going to come across it either way. If they, if, if you don't talk about it with them, the internet will. Exactly. Exactly. And, and kind of what you exactly said, you don't want to have that first touch point in a bad uh, mindset or in a bad place. You want to be proactive. You want to be like having that preparation beforehand. And not only will it help prevent, you know, struggles or, you know, potential struggles and challenges with that individual for themselves, they will be able to recognize struggles or challenges that other people may facing. So other potential people that may be feeling suicidal, you know, or people struggling with their mental health, that they could go reach out to them and talk to them about it. And so that's, that's kind of like our standpoint. Now that's something that we're trying to be better at is being able to provide content, not only to be able to like, we have the merch, but also be able to provide the content on social media that can be shareable and educational and breaking that stigma piece by piece. Yeah. And so what are some of those things that we can do? Some of the small changes that, because I won't lie, there have been leaps and bounds <laughs> in the last few years, but what are some little changes that we can make to help continue to change that conversation? So I know for me, one of the things is, is just being honest with ourselves and just checking in on how we are mentally doing, because mm-hmm. one of the things that um, we've been talking about just as a team or just, you know, like with a bunch of my friends and family is you can't fill somebody else's cup if you're not filled yourself, right? Or if your cup's not full. So it's, it's a metaphor, but the idea is if you're not doing well mentally, um, you're not going to be able to help other people. Right. hundred percent. And the other thing that um, we've learned is just making small changes in your life. So I know with society these days, there's a lot of comparisons. There's a lot of, you know, especially just like, you know, the cell phone. Like I still even remember growing up, like I I didn't have a cell phone until I was in high school, but I played a lot of video games. And so video (laughs) games was kind of my vice growing up. And looking back on it, I'm like, wow, like I played way too much on that. And I should have focused a little bit more on my mental or on my physical health, also on my mental health. But so one of the things that we want to push um, a lot more is just helping people recognize changes change no matter how small and recognizing the small changes you can make, you know, whether that's, you know what, I'm not going to, you know, I'm only going to set, you know, 30 minutes on social media today or, you know, challenging them to go outside and take a walk for 10 minutes. These small little changes in their life not only help them mentally, but help them physically and just finding balance. I think balance is kind of just, I mean, thrown out of the loop these days where, you know, like trying to be busy, you know, trying to, you know, like squeeze every amount of time out and, you know, being like, I don't know. I guess the term of being busy, I feel like people have taken it way too overboard and so they don't put enough time to people that they care about or around them and so Mm -hmm. 
I still remember, I, I'm not sure if it was with you or somebody else. I remember hearing somebody talking once where like his goal was to be able to at least read his children a book every night. And to me, I was like, wow, like that's the only interaction you want to have with your child. And I know for me, like, I'm, you know, I mean, that's a comparison right there. But for me, I, I even remember I've had a talk with my wife where I was spending way too much time working after hours. So I'd come home and I'd be like, hey, honey, I need to make a post or hey, I need to do this or that and not prioritize the family time. And right. so um, especially this year, I've learned to try to find more balance where when I'm home, I'm trying to shut off and I'm trying to just spend time with my kids. Yeah. Mind you, my mind as an entrepreneur is very difficult for me to do that. Oh, yes. Oh, but yes. It's something that I I've, I've want to personally be able to do to show them that I care for them and I want them to know that I love them. And I do that through showing my actions. Yeah. I love that so much. I love all of that so much, especially when you talked about, I don't know, like trying to destigmatize this area of conversation by just being real, right? Like by sharing our struggles, by being a human being. So many people think they need to be so strong for their friends that they need to be some superhuman. But in actuality, your friends don't need you to be a superhuman. They need you to be a human. They need you to be your, their human. So that they can see that, oh my gosh, so-and-so struggles too. I'm not alone. And just talking more about it. I see all these trainings about how to talk about mental health. But in actuality, guys, how you talk about it matters much less than just talking about it, period. Yeah. And even, and as you mentioned that, there's actually something that really I think is most important. It's not even just about talking about it. It's just being there mm. to listen. Yeah. Having that opportunity to be like, Hey, I'm a safe space. I'm not trying to make a judgment call. I'm not trying to tell you what you need to do. I just want to be here for you to tell me what's going on in life. And I'm here to listen. Cause I feel like a lot of as humans, you know, our goal in life is like, how can I solve this problem? How can right, I do, right. how can I do this or that? Right. And so, but when it comes to mental health, it's just so important to just say, Hey, I'm here to listen and help them, you know, talk it through, you know, and, and help them like, know that I'm not here to like change what you're thinking, but I'm mm -hmm. here to just be there for you. Right. Meet uh, them where they are. Exactly. Cause I, I remember, you know, talking with some friends of just situations where people, I, I actually reached out to some friends one time and it was like, uh, it was probably a few months ago. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm just really struggling, you know, with this. And they're like, Oh, don't worry. I struggle with that too. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, like, you know, that you're not alone, but it was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, I deal with that too. No big deal. And right. I was just like, oh, okay. Like, and so I, I didn't share anymore after that. Right. And when people make it about them immediately after it kind of shuts you off, you're like, well, yeah. yeah. And so it's just important to recognize when starting that mental health conversation, just letting know like, Hey, I see that you're, you know, something's up, you know, can you tell me a little bit more of what's going on? You know, and just leaving that open-ended so that way they can just share. You know, I love that. I love that. Well, man, as we wrap up, um, what are you guys up to right now? Any big projects you want to share about or where can people reach you? Shameless plug time. Let's hear it. <laughs> well, um, honestly, for 2023, we really just want to be able to build more of our community and speak with everyone and be able to build products and be able to build um, designs and pieces that people are proud to not only share, but to represent. So one of the things we really want to push is with mental health. Um, it's like kind of a fact that one in five struggle with a mental illness or struggle yep. with mental health and recognizing that just because you're representing stay doesn't mean you have a mental illness. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, Representing stay means you're either using it to find strength for yourself or you're wanting to support somebody else that's struggling because everybody knows somebody that's struggled with their mental health. Mm-hmm. whether it's themselves or somebody else. And so five of five are human beings. And so for us, we want to be able to change the you know conversation of not only people who struggle, but people who want to support and people want to continue this conversation so we can end the stigma for good. So you can find us on our website or on social media. It's staywear, W-E-A-R, um, or staywear.com. Um, another fun tip or fact is we donate 10% of profits to charities focused on mental health resources, but not only that, all of our content that we push and promote through our branding is not only to help start the conversation, but be able to share tips and guides to be able to have those conversations with those that you care about. There you go, guys. And all that will be in the podcast description. So go check them out. I literally, I got like three or four shirts from them, guys. Yeah, you're representing right now. I love love their stuff, guys. Yeah. And you guys sent me a care package the other month, and that was best day ever. I was like, oh my gosh, I got a stay package. It's so awesome, guys. So yeah, go check them out. Um, Go get their merch and start that conversation and start changing that conversation. And thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of the Save the Kids podcast. If you want us to get in your church, school, event, whatever it may be, go ahead and fill out the speaker form in uh, in the description right down there. And always remember, you are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. Go home and give your kids an eight second hug, and we'll see you on the next one.